Hello and welcome to the No Guard Up podcast. I'm your co-host, Takudwa Douglas Taranika, and of course, your other co-host, Tiet Tran. Welcome everyone to the No Guard Up podcast, episode two. It is great to have everybody back. Welcome, welcome to the return. Um, the first one was a great success. We loved it. We had a lot of learning, a lot of experiences, a lot of talks afterwards. I think um, for me personally, just jumping straight into it, it was really cool just being somebody that at first I never used to be a fan of podcasts back in the day. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the idea of just hearing people speak and I being able to have my input. Right. Kind of sounds ridiculous now when I think about it. And they really slowly crept into my life. Like I started liking audiobooks and then just people that I really looked up to and certain influences and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then lo and behold, I was listening to a podcast that I was a part of and I'm like, oh man, like it's weird, right? It was so cool. Like it was definitely cool. How about for you? How did it feel? It was definitely a learning experience. I think anytime when you listen to yourself, it's always awkward, especially the first million times. No matter how often I listen to myself, I always cringe and it's always a cringy moment, especially when you catch yourself like grammatically or that's not what I meant. Mm -hmm, like right? mispronouncing something. Oh, that's like that. That is so annoying because you know you're better than that. And then at the moment, either, you know, whatever happened, it's live or quote unquote live. So it was it was a lot of learning. Um, I say um a lot like right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to just to speak better clearly and also with intent. Um, there it is again. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it was it was really great. It was a really great learning experience. I think it can only get better, which is a good thing. So you were just talking about you're getting into more podcasts. And I know this is a harder transition, but what are some of the podcasts that you listen to now? Um, some ones that I listen to, I like visuals too. So it's a lot of the video side of it. Somebody that I really like, for example, from like Brilliant Idiots is a podcast that I listen to where there's times that I'm like, why do I even listen to this? And times that I'm like, this is great and it's amazing. So Brilliant it's Idiots. Brilliant Idiots, right? So it's okay. Andrew Schultz, um, Charlemagne the God. They're like the two main people that kind of start that network. Okay. There's another guy named Akash Singh that's a part of that kind of like world with it. And with the three of them, and their network grows, there's another guy named Mark. Like I want to give them all shout outs as if I know them. But like right. hearing their voices, but also seeing them, sure. it's this thing that adds this dual effect. But anyways, that's one that I listen to. What I like about them is they don't claim to know anything. They just talk about like just whatever is their point of view, their yeah. perspectives, and just their experiences in life and how those things go full circle. So I really, really like that. Um, there's one that's called Impact Theory. That's more of a YouTube channel where with the gentleman, he just covers so much about business, how he went from his own journey of just being a guy sleeping in his bed doing nothing yeah. and just having to face the fact that, okay, I'm the reason that I'm doing nothing. Like I need to step it up and I can now step it up and do this, this, and this, and just right. that whole mindset. But then also seeing his growth in the company and what he's doing and all these different experiences is another one. Um, there's of course Oprah's that's there. Then a bunch of just random ones that I just jump into here and there too. Yeah. What about yourself? I listen to a lot of podcasts, but it's more, it's definitely not live or anything like that. It's more news-based, more political Something that I can learn from, I think coming from a journalistic background, my definition of podcasting is actual stories, um, a lot of editing that that's involved. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what we're doing almost in that realm under the podcast umbrella, I think it could get sectioned off into just two guys talking or a talk show. 
Right, right. So it'd be a little different. I mean, I think we can we do still edit a lot. So uh, it still falls under the umbrella of podcast, but it's specifically for talk shows, which I think most quote unquote podcasts are categorizing now. But to answer your question, yeah, I still listen to a lot of podcasts. It just makes me just think differently about a lot of things, and I don't have to be so so much into it while mm-hmm. I'm listening to it. So it, it's really nice to have it in the background for sure. And it's interesting when you describe what podcasts, you know, would be to you. Cause even now when I'm thinking about it, the ones that I gave examples of, like with impact yeah. theory, um, the gentleman's name's Tom. And with him, it's like, it's not really a podcast. It's more like an informative YouTube channel and network and him talking and right. interviewing people. And those interviews then end up going on the podcast, but there's just so much more to that world where for me, I think that's, What's key about what I like about podcasts and for me why it clicks is I like listening and listening with that intent. So it's like, okay, if they're speaking and I'm giving it time, then I want it to be something that's worthwhile. Right. I've tried doing podcasts like in the background, like while I'm doing other work or like while I'm cooking or and I'm, it just doesn't work because in my mind, I'm like, I, I need to give you my full attention because if you're mm. saying words and you're saying ideas, those become a part of something in my psyche, in my mind, in my world. Mm-hmm. So if I'm giving you that time, it has then I have to value it and give you that, you know? Sure. So I think that's my journey with podcasts and like why I'm so specific with what it is I listen to and then listening with that intent. And then I have like the TV shows and things like that. That'll be that background noise where I kind of already know the characters. I know the plot, you know, I know what's happening or music. That's like, okay, this music gets me in this certain mindset or this certain energy tone. So I can play this in the background. So I know that that's where my vibe is at. That's where my, whatever's going on is at while I'm, doing xyz you know mm-hmm. um so remember when we first started this mm. the no guard up podcast we recorded it on video and it was such a makeshift compared to what we're doing now right we, it was in our living room we were doing it on our phones and we were mm. recording it on our phones and we, when i was watching it what was well let me ask you what was your first impression when you watched it over when i first watched it over definitely looking at myself and then I think it's part of like, so reflecting on it and thinking, what was I thinking in that moment? And I remember the first couple of like seconds and minutes, I was conscious of, okay, the video camera is on. What do I look like? Yeah. Does my shirt look fine? Does my, yeah. like all these things that you're just like, how do I, and then now you're thinking, okay, words. Okay. I should be speaking. Okay. Does my, and then you're trying to look at the cameras if you look just into somebody, camera, you know? Yep. Yep, so yep. it's just this weird thing of focus. And I think it also... Yeah, and then also it being in our living room, that's somewhere where we are so comfortable, where it's like we can just be ourselves, and we were ourselves, but at the same time, we're trying to introduce ourselves to the world in this way that's like a lot at the same time too. Yeah. So I think that was like an interesting way just for us to begin this journey. What what about you? So two things what you said. You said about focus. I was more on the side of it was a distraction. Because there's so many things to focus on, like the camera, like each other, like mm. the voice, making sure every all, the audio was good. So, and Charmander, there was so many things going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I didn't feel that I gave it my all because I was too focused on other things. So d- a distraction for me. And then number two, I think one. I don't know if we're ever gonna pr- we're ever gonna publish it. Uh, I don't know. But number two, maybe on our Patreon, but number two, it was too intimate. Like, I didn't want to give the world that much into our lives just yet. 
I know we're giving a lot now by sharing our opinion, but mm-hmm. at that moment, because we were at our safe space at our, at our home, I didn't want the world to to even peek at what we're doing right now because we de- we as human beings deserve privacy. No, definitely, definitely, and I think at the same time too, me and you. We definitely had discussed it, and I think we were more venturous in the sense of like, oh, we can do this. And like we played it through our minds a few times, even that day. And then for Fung, she almost found out that same day. And then poor little her is in the middle of the both of us. Like, we're doing a podcast? Wait, we're recording us? Like she just happened to be there. And like... (laughs) <laughs> Big ups to her because she she honestly could have got up and been like, hey, yep. forget it, guys. You guys do this and leave. But right. She really supported it. She sat there and was like, all right, we're going to, oh, fine, you know. Begrudgingly did it. But, yeah. like, still added her two cents. She still, you know, was a part of it, which I loved and respected. So, definitely, I think it was it was a jump into it. No, um, yeah. And Fung, uh, if you guys don't know, is my girlfriend, Douglas's longtime friend since high school. Since high school, yes. So how, in, in, how many years have you guys known each other? Um, well, I, I guess maybe since about the age of 15, 16, so about 15 years, oh, 16 wow. years. Um, so yeah, we were definitely close in high school. Um, yeah, I would see her all the time, hang out all the time, same group of friends yeah. coming out of high school. We definitely had separate journeys as far as like with college work. So we'd see right. each other less, but it was that friendship that like, no matter what, Hey, this is still one of my closest friends totally since high school. That. Yeah. You yeah. know? And yeah. And then we also have mutual friends who like one of my best friends, Tian is, her cousin so mm-hmm. it's like we have all these connections that keep us connected and then now with living with each other i remember right. like the first time she said it she was like remember in high school like just us being friends there's no way we ever would have thought like yeah. we would be living together in a home 100%. like as adults like you know and for me it's just one of those things that's like fun and exciting that you just never know what the future holds yeah and just keep moving i would say you guys do a really good job of not excluding me when you guys are speaking about the past you guys give a lot of context when you guys do that. I don't know if you guys do it intentionally or it's just a, a habit. I don't even know if it's specific towards me, but mm-hmm. sometimes when you guys are talking about high school or friends that you guys know from high school, I don't feel excluded at all. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I feel like I'm glad to hear that. There's definitely situations with people and friendships myself where it's like, they do make you feel excluded and it's situations where it's just like, Oh man, you should have been there. Oh man, you weren't a part of that then. So you don't understand it now. You know, I think for us, I think it just came naturally. I think all three of us, just the way we live, the way we flow, even Charmander, the four of us. Um, And that's why people, when they come to our home, they're so comfortable. Like, I think that's a great thing that shows a lot about us three. Comfort to go to sleep. Everybody that comes to the crib, Goes to sleep. Like they pass out on the couch. Like we've like we're not party animals. But the thing is, exactly, it's like it's a good time. It's like we're all laughing, right. joking. Like things are going well. We're eating, and Where's then before you, you knew it, you look over and you're like, oh, knocked oh. out. All right, let's lower the lights. Like put some <laughs> nice slower music. Like should we get them a right. blanket? And then like we all just sneak Dude. off to sleep and then just like leave them there. I can't believe that. Like, what is it about the house, or what if it? What is it about us that makes people go to sleep, or like, are just people just tired? I think it's. I would like. I would like to think that it's just more of a calming presence, a calming home. You know? Right. It's not a place where people feel like, okay, I'm not. I'm. I feel tense. I feel uneasy. Like, okay, people are not thinking when should I leave as soon as they right. get there. Like, I definitely have felt that way in certain situations. Like when I get to someone's home or get yeah. to a party. Like within five minutes, I'm like, all right. So how soon can I leave? What's the plan on me? <laughs> this is, so I feel like when people come to our place, it's like, all right, cool. It's like you're coming to see family, so you feel comfortable. So right. once you feel comfortable, you're right. It's like if I am tired. 
and I'm comfortable and I'm laying down on this couch and I just ate. It's like, shit, why don't I just fall asleep? And then right. you just close your eyes and you blink a little bit too long at one point and then... That's when we steal your shoes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them up on like the, the street lights yeah, or something right? like that. <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing the in uh, the the shoes in the, the electric wire mm. thing outside in Philadelphia. That's where you grew up, right? I grew up in Philly, South Philly to be exact. Represent? South? I, I, don't, I don't know what uh, they say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, but I remember Philly is awesome. That. Shout out to Philly. But Shout out to Philly. Keep going. Love Philadelphia. Uh, I wouldn't live there myself personally now, but I, I love the city. I love what it brings. It's a lot of art. And yeah, I remember seeing shoes hanging out and I had no idea what it meant. I thought people would just put it up there for like, for anyone to to get, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it represents if someone passed away. Yeah, and that was know. heavy. And I'm like, man, those are some nice shoes, though. Real low, like high key. Those were nice shoes. And I think, and that's the aspect of it is once if you're somebody that's in that shoe game and you understand sneakers or yeah. just that general, and then you understand that respect it takes to then do that, you yeah. know. And I think that's what a lot of it requires is being present. Like when you're present in the moment, you realize these small little signs and symbols and that's like paying respect to those individuals, which people just speed past those things and don't even realize it. But I think that's awesome. And I think that's a powerful thing when cities do that or small communities. Um, Cause yeah, you want to remember the people you love, people you care for. Absolutely. And you'll never see like dress shoes up there for some reason. I no. have no idea why. You just don't. You just see sneakers. Those there. are not. The, those are not the sneakers. Those are not the sneakers. So when no. did you move? So you mentioned Philly. That's where you grew up. When yeah. did you move to the VA side? Of the I moved world? to VA when I was ten. So t- in two thousand or uh, early two thousand, really, really, really early, early two thousand. Actually, on the month of my birthday in July, we moved, mm. which was a really weird thing to 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 give a kid for a present. It's like a surprise. We're moving you all around. Here's your present. No more friends. <laughs> And well, it was it's a really fresh weird. start, though. It's it, it was a fresh start. I, I enjoyed it a lot. We moved to Northern Virginia, and we moved a few times in Northern Virginia, but I remember distinctively, so f- South Philly is, is a little uh, dangerous mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. times. It can be dangerous at times. It's getting, it's getting a little better. But when we moved to Virginia, we my brother and I had these Huffy bikes that we didn't want anymore. And we wanted new bikes. And my parents go, well, we're not, we're not going to give you new bikes because these are perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I, in Virginia, we unpacked everything and we decided to leave the bikes outside thinking someone's going to steal these, right? Like, I, we grew up, we just- Like, it's going to happen. Like, like, we just, just one night. So we put it out there. Three, day, three days later- those bikes were still out in our front lawn. <laughs> and we we're like, whoa, what kind of world is this? You're like, it's safe. It's so weird. Like, people would steal bikes that are locked up in Philadelphia. They would just steal the the tires, yeah. the wheels, or whatever just you call it. anything to seat. get something, yeah. But no, the, the all, it was so strange. Like, a month moving in there, our next-door neighbor, some old white lady, I don't know her name, or I don't remember her name, she gave my dad the keys to her house and was like, any time um, that I'm gone can you feed my plants? Here's the extra key. And anytime when like I, you know, I lock myself out or anything. And yeah. my dad straight up said, no, <laughs> he was like, no, thank you very much. That's called liability. Ah, but I feel like there's so much to that. So I think you, so you, you and me were similar in the sense that, so like I came to the States when I was like the age of 14, 15, right before that I had probably gone to like five or six different schools in the States from, from Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. From okay. Zimbabwe. And you came here from Vietnam. Yep. But you were much younger. Uh, but just with the whole like, aspect of moving and being the new kid in different neighborhoods and just seeing different worlds. Yeah. I think that's something that's so powerful that 
it teaches and unlocks something in us that can either work for us or work against us. Right. You know, and not just like this travel bug aspect, but it's also this idea of like the world is just, it's not one thing. It's many unlimited things and it's what you make it. And depending right. on, yes, depending on where you were born and where you are raised, that could shape certain opportunities and how things start. But at the same time, you can move. Like, mm -hmm. look, I'm a guy from Zimbabwe. My mom's from Ethiopia. My dad's from Zimbabwe. Your parents are from Vietnam. But look, we're in Virginia. So it's just this thing of, like, you never know what can happen just with that drive and just with X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I think because ev even with that, like, with Philly at that time being such a rough neighborhood, I'm sure there were still neighbors that were just nice and safe and X, Y, Z. Whereas yeah, with in Virginia, Jersey. in Jersey. <laughs> no, but I'm saying in Virginia, I'm sure right. there were certain neighborhoods where if you left that, those bikes out within 30 seconds, they would have been gone. Absolutely. You know, and it's just this matter of like, sometimes we feel like we have to go so far to get away from something, but we don't realize like trouble's all around the corner. It's just how you look at it and your perspective on And your reality. And, you had, and your reality, yeah. you know? So I think that's a great thing. And I think also... That growth and those challenges, it ties back into like even with this podcast, like the first thing we wanted to talk about was what we grew and what we learned from it. Yeah. Because that's what we're constantly seeing and going through our life is how we're growing and learning through different things. Right. You know? And with it coming to the end of December and the end of 2021, what are some things that you're looking forward to in 2022? Not like New Year's resolutions, but yeah. like things that you're growing into or like working towards and becoming. Yeah. I, first, uh, great segue. Second. I think New Year's resolutions are bullshit. If you need a timeline and all that stuff and you're not ready to do that one, two, three, go, like you were mentioning uh, a few uh, last podcasts, mm -hmm. just With the five second, the rule. five second rule, then you're not ready to do it. And mentally, physically, whatever the case may be, financially, you're just not ready to, to change. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So and I it's hate, okay. And it's okay and it's if okay. that's what it is. But it's like, what can you do pre prepare to prepare? Exactly. Doesn't mean you just quit and stop. It's like, all right, I got to take two steps back to plan my next three or four steps. Yeah. You know, and I do think New Year's resolutions can be successful if you plan it before the New Year's happen. The new year happens rather. So but what am I looking forward to in 2022? It's pretty generic. I just am looking for some peace. I'm looking to not repeat 2020 as much as possible. Mm. That's out of my control, obviously. <laughs> well, certain things that are in your control, I think. Yeah, so we can, for we sure. can kind of break that one down if you'd like, if you uh, want. Yeah, we can break it a little, a little down. I don't think we have enough time to break it all down. But, yeah, I, I think... Some of the things that are in my control that makes me at, at more at peace is we are, my siblings and I, I have five other siblings, so I, it's three boys, three girls. We met over the weekend to talk about my mom's future. So my mom is semi-retired, and when I say semi, uh, she doesn't really work full-time. She used to work at a nail salon as a nail tech, mm -hmm. but now she just takes care of the grandchildren, and that's essentially her full-time job. That's job in itself. Yeah, that job sucks because <laughs> I, I take care of those kids sometimes too, and I just— And those three hours, you're like, all right, cool. When are you going to come pick them up? Exhausting. That's oh. my dad. If you tell him you'll be home at 530 to pick up the kids, he's texting you at 529 like, asking you where you at. Like, pull up. Like, come on. Seriously. This is not a joke. There you go. No, I get it. I have nine nieces and nephews, so, like, I totally get it. But I, I It's I, a lot. It's a lot, but at the same time, it's exciting because it's just this— energy source that's unlimited and it's just yeah. growing but it can also be a lot because it never stops it's an energy sucker like i 
I feel exhausted after taking care of them because I, I feel like I just give them all my energy and mm-hmm. they just take them all in. And yeah, I, that constitutes for a nap every time I take care of them. But what I'm trying to get to is that we're trying to take care of my mom as we get older, that she's in that around that age where retirement is literally right around the corner and we want to make sure that she's comfortable. Nothing's wrong with her or anything like that, knock on wood. But we want to make sure she is somewhere financially that she doesn't have to work again after a certain age. Yeah. So we had to talk about that. And one of my goals is to get her to that level where she doesn't have to really think about finances. And that doesn't mean us siblings are, you know, contributing uh, a monthly allowance stipend or whatever to her. So I'm trying to generate a business for her, a catering business. That is awesome. And, and we're the food tomorrow. is amazing. Sorry to cut you off, but I have You're to good. cut you off because the food is amazing. It's not bad. It's not like bad. Like it is that home cooked feeling like just when it hits the spot, it hits the spot to the point right. where I'm like, I just put in two orders of the food every weekend because I'm just like, yeah, I'll just get two of each one for Double Saturday, tap. one for Sunday. Like, let's just make it happen. But yes, and I appreciate you for um, that. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's one of my goals to get that business start off and learning about business, learning about catering. It's a mess in itself there's so much research. I mean, you're dealing with people's food, right? People can get sick really easily. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of obstacles and hurdles you have to jump over in order to even put a piece of meat on a a table or vegetable or whatever and serve it to, to a stranger. That is the hardest part. Kind of backtracking to, you know, speaking with your mom and my mom is fairly around the same age and Mm -hmm. thinking about how the world is with our friends and just, with diverse groups of friends mm-hmm. and just with things that they share from my side, I feel like there's definitely this struggle with parents and our generation of kids connecting with a lot of different things, be it how they raise kids, beliefs, thought processes, stuff like that. Yeah. Do you feel or do you think like for our parents, they never had a blue blue book or a print, like a list of to do and how to become a parent, let alone follow whatever dream they had or might have had to put aside. But now as they're becoming older, that fear of becoming older, it's like they don't want to lose what they used to be, who they were, because they don't know what's before them. Because a lot of times our parents didn't really see their parents as grandparents. So now they don't know what role they have in society or in the family dynamic. So do you feel like, do you see that as something or do you feel like it's not? And if you do see it, do you feel like that's something now that we have to kind of like guide and teach our parents and elders into like, hey, you're becoming an elder, not just an old person. An mm-hmm. elder is somebody now that this is your responsibilities in the community and the family. This is what should be worrying you, what should be concerning you and how you should be flowing. Not these same things from the past 40 years of your life mm-hmm. because now things are different. But it's also like we have to support them in different ways to have them trust us and trust that new path, you know, because for us, that's what we also have to look at. What's our future now when we're getting in our forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and what examples are we setting for the ones before us, you know, and after us? I think it's, there's no blueprint for sure. There's only habit and patterns. So whatever they're accustomed to prior to coming over to America, that's what they're going to take with them. And a lot of it is definitely just learning on the fly because there is no blueprint of your children or there is no recipe or formula of your children being successful, being able to take care of you, right? Sometimes 
they can't for mm-hmm. some whatever for whatever reason or they decide because they're their own person i was gonna say or even coming let's just say in our situation like coming to america where it's like it's a totally different way of taking care of the elders right mm-hmm. so like back home the older people stay with the family they stay within the community whereas here it's a little bit different they have options with retirement homes right you know different kinds of care and such so now it's this dynamic of okay our kids are now being raised in an environment in society that's teaching them different from what we came from mm-hmm. where do we go from here you know what yeah. i mean and it's just like man like our parents must have gone through so much or did, they did, probably didn't even acknowledge this as they were growing through it they de- i don't think they definitely acknowledged it i think coming from zimbabwe coming from vietnam the communities were so much smaller mm-hmm. and my mom's from ethiopia so it's In also ethiopia. this yeah mm-hmm. it, the communities were so much smaller than it is especially in america because what you were just saying earlier you know, one part of Northern Virginia, one part of Virginia is nice. Doesn't mean the other parts of Virginia is nice, mm-hmm. right? So it's tough for them to realize how, where they fall in their own family after they get to a certain age, just because that we're not living next door anymore. As much as we want to, we, we don't live across the street or in the same community or walking distance to your house. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely difficult for them because America is so massive. It's kind of a blessing and a cursing at the same time. Well, at least for families it is, but I don't, yeah, they're going through something that I probably would never have to go through because they saw their parents getting old, living with them. And it just kind of followed through. Whereas where we, whereas Right now, my parents are probably going to live by themselves, and we're all going to live separately as well. So it, it's such a weird dynamic for them because they're not going to see how their grandparents grew up inside of them. Like that's their blue that's their blueprint, and they're not going to be able to to regurgitate that. At least for our family. Well, we don't know that for sure. Things could change. Your perspective could change. Things right? could change. Um, I mean, because you're you're right, and I think that's kind of what I was saying in the sense of, like, I think the way that, you know, the kids are being raised and what they're seeing, be it from their early childhood, teens, young adults, especially now in their 20s, 30s, like, the way that we are taught to to care of our parents, like, when we're teenagers and younger, it's almost this switch of, like, when we become adults, now it's like, oh, you're the kids, and now we have to take care of you. And when yeah. we were kids, you would just dump us in daycare. Now, when you're old, we're just going to dump you in their elderly home. You know Someone what I mean? else's problem. Somebody else's problem. And that switch of it. And yeah. that is kind of what America demands because it's hard to be a parent and a stay-at-home parent and have one parent work. Like, the economy, you know, it's that, that dynamic, I totally get it. But I'm like, that's what causes that, I feel. It's like, you don't see that from an early childhood. What causes it? I'm sorry? Like, the connection. So, like, let's say back home. It takes a community to raise. It takes a village to raise a child, right? right? So you're raised by, let's say, if it's your family, your sisters, your grandparents, your co- your cousins, whatever it may be. It's close-knit yeah. family. It's that close-knit community. So that's what you grow up. That's what you grow up seeing, right? Mm-hmm. So now even as a child, you see them doing the same thing, not just for children, but you see them doing it for old people. You see the old people are the ones that are also helping take care of the young children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that now kind of ingrains that in your back of your mind, in your DNA, that, oh, when I'm older, they're going to take care of me because I'm doing this for them. So it's this like cycle kind of an effect. So now as they're going through adulthood and just going through their life, it's 
it's ingrained in the back of their mind. It's planted in the back seat that, okay, that's part of my responsibility. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be there physically and take whichever. No, it means maybe now they might run a business and maybe they have some kind of funds donating and supporting that village or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're not raising the community to take care of each other. It's more of this thing of like make enough money to take care of yourself. The old people, you put them in a home. The kids, you put them in daycare. And yeah. you just figure out what you're doing. I see what you're saying. You know, so it's this mindset of just like throw it out there. So I feel like that's kind of what ingrains that in us. So even now, let's say how you were saying your parents won't see it. So it's like now for you when you have kids, let's say God willing, if you want to have kids and you have kids, would you want that path? Would you want to be old with your kids in their home or would you want to be old in a retirement home Yeah, figuring that side out? And then it's like, okay, if you can have decisions now and make decisions now that can help your kids understand better when that time comes. Sure. Yeah. I certainly don't want to be a burden to my children when I get older. If they want me around, they can, you know, I'll be around, but... I don't think you'll be a burden. I, Yeah, but I just... They should worry about their family. And I, I see what you're saying. I think it's a definitely an American idea where you your parents set you up for success, generational wealth. They pay for your college, you know, they put it they help you with a down payment on your house or something and you kind of live off by yourself. Mm-hmm. And we're right around the corner or a flight away if you ever need anything, but you're on your own. And that is really weird for a minority because when growing up with other minorities, I see their auntie, I see their their uncles, plural, a lot of uncles, a lot of aunties, their grandparents for every holiday, even, you know, especially their own holiday, uh, different religious backgrounds. So that was normal for me for to celebrate with a lot of friends and family. But I don't see that ingrained in America. It's more you grow up, you make your own friends, and then your friends become your family, and then your families are there, but they're not really there. Right. Is that is that does that, that make sense? Yeah, I think they, I definitely see where you're coming from. I don't think it's the truth for every single American household. No, no but I think in a general sense of kind of roughly speaking, a hundred percent. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think yeah, that's kind of. Exactly. You said, you know, you go out, you find your friends, you find your own family and you just kind of figure it out. And I think it's fair because the parents and the generation that teach that didn't know any different from before that. You know, it's not like they had a blueprint or a blue book to them. They were also chasing an American dream. They were chasing an American type of life that they get to their adulthood. And for a lot of people, it's like, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I was told. This is not what I was fighting for. Now they look at their kids. Their kids might be in their 20s, 30s. And they're upset too because they're like, I went to college for four to six years and now I have all this debt. Mm -hmm. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I was told. So they're upset now. And then the kids younger than that, they're like, okay, I don't want to go to college. Like, why would I do that? You're all angry and upset, you know? So I can definitely see that. Um, And I think it's this... Now with the generations, it's more of a, okay, you guys didn't, you're clearly not happy. So I don't want to do what you did. So I want to do what I want to do so I can try and find my own happiness. So what does that mean? What do you want to do? No, I know I'm not saying me. I mean specifically like with the American perspective. So it's like, I want to find my own happiness. So now they branch out and they find their own friends and Mm -hmm. now they find their friends. Oh, these are my friends. This is my happiness. And now they're trying that thing out to see how that works and that choice and that path. Mm. Like neither one is wrong. It's what gives you peace and what allows you to live a fulfilled life, you know? Yeah, I, 
I also think there's a lot to go. There's a lot to, to, to dive deeper into that topic because one, we're definitely overworked working, you know, definitely. 50, 60 hours a week, definitely 40 if you're lucky. So you're not there to be in your children's lives that often because right. What? So you, you get home, let's say you get home around like six o'clock, six to 10, you're, you're four hours a day, four times five, 20 hours a week, not including the weekends. And Definitely. the weekends they have plans. So, like, there's not a lot of time for them to be in their children's lives because they're so working, ready, preparing for the future, preparing for the children's future, that they're not accustomed to having that family environment. Whereas where we grew up, it's a little easier because although they, my mom and your parents and my parents still worked, we still made it, a, it very abundantly clear that we need to have family time. And I had a lot of family time, which I loved. And I want... To to that i want that to be instilled in my family too mm-hmm. so yeah we'll see i'm still learning as i go thankfully fung is not pregnant <laughs> i'm not a baby daddy anywhere shout out to all the baby daddies out there but it's a hard job and i don't think i am ready to apply yet i think so and i think to kind of touch on what you're saying, it's it's a lot that happens. I think also once we're in that point, I think a lot of us still have that idea of what happiness is and we put it on a pedestal. Yeah. And until you can take that happiness or that idea of what happiness is and take it off and just find your own happiness and create that, then you're always going to be struggling, you know, yeah. because it's like you might yeah, you might have very few hours with your kids every week, but it's like, okay, if you have this idea of what a good time with them is, and when you get those few hours and you're trying to do that idea and it's not working and you get frustrated, now you get even more angry. It's like, okay, why don't you slow down? Right. Why don't you ask the kids what they want to do? Why don't you see? And then now you come up with it Because that takes a lot together, of time, time we don't have. You know, but the, and that's the, it takes time, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you, then you slowly make the time. It's like you take these steps towards what it may be and you compromise. And if you, you want to. If you want to. And that, that's where the yeah. choice is. And it's like whatever choice you can make to have that peace, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. They it's went. easier to tell a kid to shut up than explaining why they should not yell at a funeral, you know? Or just be obnoxious at a in a train station or an elevator. It's it's so much easier to just like wring that, person, that kid's neck and say like, shut the hell up. Because there's people here rather than just like, okay, explain what's going on. Why are you yelling? You Which know, is true, but them. it doesn't start at the funeral or at the train station, right? It never starts there. No. You know, and I think yeah. that's where also we, people have to be fair with themselves. It's like, okay, that starts in the home. Like if in the home, I let this happen, why wouldn't I think this kid would do it outside? Like, you know, let, crazy to compare it but we are all we are animals so let's say with charm right with charm and with your dog if you let him just do whatever he wanted in the house and then when you go outside that's when you wanted him to act behave and trained like that's impossible i i would think that's impossible you know what i mean like you kind of ease him into it yeah it's this thing of like no like even in the house he's trained and well behaved so even outside he's trained like so it's this thing of like you are where you are all you 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 are who you are all the time right. so with children it's like if a child is acting crazy in a grocery store that's not the child's fault that's the parent's fault that child should have been raised always from the parent's an early fault age, you yep. know what i mean so it's like yeah, so but we're not judging parents out here. No, I'm a hundred percent judging parents. <laughs> the same way you judge I, dogs' parents, I'm judging oh, the parents. That's true. The that's kids, true. until I hate, I hate. Yeah, other dogs' parents when they suck. Exactly. But so it's, it's the same thing. It's a hard job. Both jobs are hard. One is probably you know way harder 
raising children than a dog because I can always put Charmander in the crate. Not that he's all he's in there a lot, but we you you touched on a uh, something that we uh, that we I wanted to talk about for sure because we said you know we talked about the future. So one of the things that and earlier we we talked about two thousand twenty two. Not resolutions, but something that we're looking forward to. But I wanted to talk about new beginnings with you. Because if you're comfortable... You make it sound like we're about to go into a relationship. We're talking talk about new beginnings with No, you. not that type. Oh, well, okay. I mean, a different relationship with yourself. You, in, I'm really excited for your 2022. I'm, I'm extremely anxious and no, excited you. for you. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. 2022 is, God willing, going to hold a lot um, for me. With 2022, we're going to have a lot of things going on for Pieces of the Mission Productions. We're yep. going to have the launch of our second book, Pieces of the Mission, Relinquish Our Chains. I'm super excited for that. I have a marketing team that's going to be working around that, too. Um, I'm going to have a short video that's called Your Light that's going to be coming out that kind of talks about finding just who you are, your journey, and just kind of going through there. Um, just a bunch of different updates just going throughout. So I look forward yep. to it. Let's talk about the new beginnings, if you feel comfortable. Um Going into 2022, you are dramatically changing something in your life that I really look up to, and I, I think it's very brave that you're doing it. You're going to be leaving your employer to pursuing your dreams full time. 100%, yes. And so how do you feel about that? Uh, terrified. Yeah? 100%. You don't seem I'm, terrified. <laughs> no, it's, it's this it's idea of, I'm terrified, I'm excited. Um, in leaving that, it was just this battle in this journey of myself in my mind of like okay what is it that ties me and scares me about leaving the company oh it's the security of the paycheck it's the security of the job it's like the security so it's like okay so let that go and like, you your uh, schedule that. it's that schedule that you're running that you don't even have to think about now you're in as a business owner you're going to be in charge of your own schedule oh yeah and then there's that aspect of what you're stepping into and right. i think that's a journey that was a journey in itself before i even went into there because first like our brains protect us so my brain is like no 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 like you can't do it and it tries to tell you all these things of why you shouldn't leave and mm -hmm. then once you leave it's like okay welcome to all these other fears and i think for <laughs> me it was <laughs> that, that's a weird <laughs> welcome like you 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 got rid of one fear it's there's like, so many more but at the same time for me also now i look at fear as something that's exciting it's like okay something that something should scare me if it's gonna challenge me if it's mm -hmm. gonna take me to that next level right if something doesn't scare me then what is it really and what are you, you gonna know? do yeah what are you doing right then what am i doing so for me then it's also this click of like okay why am i scared and then i have to really walk through that fear of like to your point where it's like oh now i'm in charge of what i do every day yeah so i literally i'm in charge of if i lay in bed and do nothing oh i'm in charge of if i get up and i do writing oh i'm in charge of x like all these things that it's like okay so you're that person now so do it and then just clicking in that mind and like then that fear kind of goes away but now it's more of a challenge it's like okay yeah. how are you gonna do it and let's show it up um and also this journey of reminding myself like okay how did i get to this position of being comfortable enough to tell in my boss that, hey, this is my plan, this is what I'm doing, this is what's going on. Whereas for the past 10 years of my life, that would have scared me, you know? And trusting yep. in my journey in this past year and being like, okay, taking everything a step at a time, trusting my process, trusting what I've been working on and stuff like that and putting my faith in it and going with it. So, And I appreciate the support from you and Fung too. Like it's not something that I'm just like kind of doing myself. It's something yep. that with you guys too, conversations with you that have helped when you've seen moments where you'll see me stressed and you're like, 
what's going on? You know, and those talks, it it's clicks. easy. Because, yeah. you know, you said it to me. You're like, you're now that person. You are now that business owner. Like, you have to do it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's it. And it's not yeah. a fear-mongering thing when I say, like, you're your own GM, you're your own owner, you're your own manager, you're your own employee. It's definitely not something to fear you. It's more, one, prepare you, and also holding you accountable of your own dreams. Because no one's going to make your dreams come true unless you do it, right? A hundred percent. So I, as a friend, I don't want to see you fail. And it will it will certainly bother me. I know it will bother Fung if you do fail. That doesn't mean like, you know, you're, you, you can't mess up. Because Definitely. I feel like you're going to mess up a lot. Which I, is I look forward to the failure. Yeah. Because I want you to, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, that's how you learn. Right. You know? So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to you talking about all that stuff throughout your journey of creating your company and everything, uh, of publishing stuff too. That's what I'm really looking forward to. And just asking like dumb questions that we just, me and Fung, the outsiders have no idea. And if it makes sense to us, because I, we do believe in you. Um, and it's going to be very disappointing to us if it does not happen no, because there's so much talent in you that, it just needs to be burst out. I appreciate it. And if I can edit. In a weird you, way. If I can edit your message a little bit. Of course. I think the disappointment would come if I give up, not if I fail. Because I yeah. feel like there's things that I'm going to fail at. And like I'm, I welcome Agreed. that failure. But it's if I give up. And that to me is also what I remind myself is it's like no matter what, just don't give up. Like, yeah, the worst case scenario, I embarrass myself in front of the whole world. That's if the world even finds out. It might just right. be a small little community, but that's the worst case. Then you just get up, brush it off, shit. and you move on. You know what I mean? So that's definitely a big part for me that it's like, no matter what, you don't give up. If I look stupid, that's fine. That's how I preface some questions with you guys. I'm like, hey, guys, is this dumb? And then go through it with it. So I appreciate it. And I and whatever, you, like, if you decide to go back to your employer or you decide to, to reroute or start or, stripping, or start stripping mm -hmm. it's not, that's not giving up. Or an OnlyFans. Or an OnlyFeet. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> we talked about it in our private lives. For and Fung, I, not I for us. Not, yeah, for I, Fung, not and I, for us. We're not, no one's doing it disgusting. Unless Yuck. we do charm. Gross. Even worse, I think. You don't know what other dogs like out there. That's true. If he has like his own dog chat, anyways, we're, we're I digress. Dog but yeah, I, I hope phones. nothing but the best for your 2022. Thank you, thank you. That goes into the next topic, which is the one three five. Mm. So the one three five is one year, three years, five years from now. You're 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 listening to this, and you're talking about your future, or you're talking about some goals that you're making. One three five. What whichever year you want to select um what do you hope to have achieved by then in the next one year i would say looking at it so publishing my second book um it's a part of a book series so having success in the first and second book that would be one thing that i'd love to reflect on um that success would allow me then to work on my animation princess Tatenda and the forest of treasures so if i'm able to get a pilot episode in the first year there's music involved in that. So even if I'm able to get like two or three tracks produced yeah. as a part of that, that package, um, I have that video that's coming out that's called Your Light that you know should be coming out in the next month. So for me, that's another thing that I'm already like 
I'm glad I'm going to be able to reflect and look back at that. Mm -hmm. So those three things and that journey, I feel like I look forward to looking at that journey at the end of the year. Like what did those three things do for me? Because I have them now and I'm just letting them out into the world. Nice. So that's one year or three years? I'm sorry. That's one year. One year. One year talking about three things. And of course this podcast too. So it's like also seeing how this grows. Yeah, you can't leave me behind. I, uh, I live with you. I can't leave you. <laughs> no, that's what's up. Yeah, I don't have a one, three, five right now. I haven't really thought about it. I think at least one year to have my mom's business grow into something that's more tangible for sure. If she wants, that's the conversation that... Uh, I'm supposed to have it with her tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. I'll update you guys as we go. But 135, I don't really have anything crazy. I just wished at hopefully at, you know, five years, got a house, got kid, maybe kids. And yeah, I think that's success for me. As long as everybody that I connect to in this world that are happy, I'm pretty good. I, I'm a simple man when I it comes to it. it. Let me hear that TV jingle again. The, the average guy. My man. That's all I need. There we go. No, there we go. I dig it. And I think that's something that hopefully, you know, the audience, people out there, if you do with you know, you're with yourself, share right. it with people, write it out, and hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, there's a song by BJ, the Chicago kid, that talks about, I think it's called Six Months. And it's the whole concept of it is six months from now, who are you going to be? What are you going to do? What, like, oh, what are you going to show? Like, what's there to show? You yeah. know? And I think that accountability for yourself, to yourself, that's another level that a lot of people don't really do. Yeah. And you owe it to yourself. You're you do. You're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life, so why not? You only get one self. And that's your... Well, yes, you do, but you can always... Continue. You can always... Well, well you don't want to Explain more what you mean by you only get one you self. You only get one body. You only get one person. You only get yourself. So you only get one self. Okay. So you're by yourself all the time, right? Yes. yes. That's what I mean. What okay. were you thinking? I was just thinking in the sense of like, don't ever limit yourself to who you were or who you think you are. You can oh. always become so much more. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So yes, like, yes. yeah, don't, yeah. you page. can evolve, you can grow, like whatever yeah. it is, fuck it, leave it in the past, grow from it, move, don't run from it, right. grow from it, move from it, learn from it. And you evolve and you shift. Okay. You know? So that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, you're not stuck with anything. You're not but, stuck with anything, but you're only stuck with yourself. But yes. you can grow as yourself. My man. There but we go. The reason why we wanted to talk about a lot of the, the future, and then we can also talk about when we talked about the past a little bit as well, is mm -hmm. because we're coming up on a new year. Obviously, we're talking about 2022 when we're still in and we're recording in 2021. It's a lot to think about. It's a it's been a tough couple of years. And I think it's healthy to look, well, one, reflect, but also look towards something. May it be disappointment or, like, if you haven't achieved anything, but I think you should still, like, shoot for the stars and land on the moon. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. why we wanted to, to definitely discuss this between ourselves. And it's a it's a little, like I mentioned in previous podcasts, it's a little therapy session for ourselves to, to hold us accountable, like you were mentioning. Right. Because now it's in... Now it's in the internet. Now it's, it's out there. It's out it's there out now. There. And Our, I think that's the beauty of sharing it. And when you share it with 
share it with the right people. Right. You know, because it's like if you're sharing things that might be a little bit more challenging, even you find fear in it, it's something that's breaking out of that space. Know your audience. If that person, you know that person is going to be scared and see the negative in that, if it's a negative person all the time. Right. Of course, don't share your dreams and hopes with that person. Like, know your circle, right? That's what our topic was from last time. And I think when you find that right circle and you share it with that right inner circle, then you get that support and feedback that you need. And... Sometimes it's like you said, it's just, it's somebody just being like, hey, by the way, um, how's that thing going? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, sh- they remembered, you right. know? And then that accountability from the get-go should be with yourself. It's like, okay, if I put this in one year, what's one actionable thing I can do once a week, once a day, once a month to get to that? But if you don't create that action, like action without motion is just pointless, you know? Then it becomes creating that action creates that habit, then creates that desire to create that result and chase for that and actually right. get that result so i think that's also key it's like don't just dream definitely share it but then also create the plan to work towards that dream yeah um, herman edwards a coach i forgot who he's coaching for or what school he's coaching for now but he used to play for the philadelphia eagles and he used to coach for the jets and he has a pretty good background as a cornerback in the nfl mm-hmm. he was saying a dream without a plan is a wish mm-hmm. and that really that stuck to me ever since i've watched there was a there was a, a series called Hard Knocks, and he said that out loud, and that really really sucked to no, me because so you cannot do anything just out of a whim. You really have to do some research, and just educate yourself in whatever you're doing so that you can learn from other people. Or there's so much free stuff out there that you could just pick up that you don't need to have to have a conversation with the a likelihood of a Warren Buffett to start making money or trading, right? People are trading every single day or people are doing something every single day that they're learning from. And yeah, it's tough until you find out that passion that you are completely obsessed over, that you're willing to lose sleep over or you're quote unquote working until the, you know, the late nights. I am not sure I found that yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I'm dabbling into some things that we've shared. I'm not going to share it in this podcast because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> but when That's it's fair. out there, it's out there. Um, that I just want to to produce my myself. Um, nothing music related, but yeah, yeah. Those are the projects that people need to. Those hobbies that people need to find so that they can fine tune and at least continue some type of education for themselves. Something that I think you can let me know your perspective on it that i think our society also needs to do better at and we need to do better with our community like our friends and our circles Mm -hmm. but i think it's also the aspect and idea around forgiveness so it's like you don't want to share your idea because you don't want to jinx it which that's great and for me i've definitely had those times where i'm like man i said it and that's why i jinxed it that's why it didn't happen you know and i think there's also times where people don't want to share things because they're scared of like okay if i say this and i do this people think i'm going to commit to it I think it's also fair that we we need to start letting things go a lot it's easier. Right, a little both for me. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and I and I think it's like we should be we should. It's okay to say, hey, I tried doing this. I tried it for six months. I thought I'd like it. I did it. And now I stopped. And now I want to try and do this again. You know. Right. And I think there's an honest and healthy way of doing that, not in a way of just wasting time. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of like that forgiveness part. It's like it's okay to for your friends to have switch different interests or try this and try that and then not be into it the next day, you know? Um, so I hope you have some freedom in that when you're ready to share that it's okay if you try it, you don't like it. And then you're like, Hey, it was cool, but not yeah. what I wanted to do. I'm Absolutely. Try something else. When I'm, when I'm ready 
with myself and honest with myself, like, is this something I want to pursue? Then, of course, I'm willing to, to share. But right now, when I say jinx, definitely that commitment thing, the failing aspect of it. What if I fail? And what if I get bored with it? Uh, but also, I think I'm also scared to succeed, too, because how is that going to look like? That's fair. Tell me more about that. Well, success comes with a lot of its own problems. More money, more problems, right? There more, you go. More money, more problems. And I'm not saying that my idea is a, a million, billion, or any, you know, even a $1,000 idea, but when it comes with something that you're completely obsessed over, you have to think about sacrifices, meaning you're not going to be able to make every event or this has to go on, go on the back burner because I'm focusing on this right now. I have a deadline right. to make. Mm-hmm. That is going to be tough for me to prioritize what I'm really passionate over uh, or about, excuse me, what I'm really passionate about over things that I really care about too. So, and then after it kicks off or if it ever kicks off, worrying about, being what sued, that looks like. What that looks like. And the I unknown, think, really, the unknown. Yeah. Talking about past, present, and future. And that fear, you know, talking about fear, and fear should be exciting, right? Because it's like with yeah. that success, that fear comes. Oh, what, what is that? And then now you have to have courage because courage is what allows you to step forward and even just mentally start brainstorming and thinking like what could happen what if this happens and what if that happens but yeah. i think also at the same time we need to be fair and we, then we need to remind ourselves that with what matters the present that's where everything that's where things begin is in the present mm-hmm. you know so worrying about certain things like that gets us in the future where if we get planted in the future we can get stuck and that gets us stuck that means we're not in motion in the present so now we end up losing a day, then we end up losing two days, and then three, then three months, and then three years. We never chased that dream because we kept worrying about a future. And then the future comes because the sun rises every day. So it's like it doesn't click in our mind because our mind doesn't acknowledge time the same way our bodies and the physical does. That fear keeps pushing mm-hmm. as time is moving, you know? So I think that's also part of that journey is understanding that we have to flow through the past, present, and future. Like we go to the past, we learn about the lessons, we learn about what we did, we come to the present where we can do action. What's the action for the future? Oh, what is that future? Then it's that dream. Then we come back to the present where we can make those actions. And the things that you mentioned of the fears, it's like, okay, but in the present now, how can I prepare for that? Okay, I can start creating a schedule. Okay, I can start researching on what other people have done when they've gone through this path. Mm -hmm. How did they channel this this and this other people's seasons can be lessons so how do i learn from their mistakes and you love researching just like me so now it's like oh now in the present i can fight this future fear with knowledge that's going to empower me even more you know so i think that that for me is kind of like how i process a lot of these different things as i'm going through it because you're right Uh, so many times it's like okay like if this hits and let's just say i become this and this happens what does my life look like now yeah, because right now I know what it looks like when I work in retail management or in banking or in this. I know what it looks like if I'm married and have two kids and now the kids go to daycare and now my wife. Like I know what that looks like because that's a, something that was put up for me. Mm-hmm. But if I choose this other path, I have no idea. And yeah. even, and you know, yeah, but, no. but then there's also that excitement though because now it's like okay, I'm gonna die one day, so let me create the life that I want. Mm-hmm. So let me just, 
why should I live? Do I? Okay, I, I know this life is here. I can do this. For, I can work in retail for the next blah, blah, blah years, get promoted, do this, do that. That's kind of safe and comfortable. Yeah. But it's like once you, once you kind of see that other side, then you're like, what if? So speaking about past, present, future, out of those three, past, present, or future, which one are you more scared of? Your past, your present, or your future. And I do mean scared, as in it keeps you up at night, you're thinking about it, and you just have no control over it. Well, yeah, I guess you have control over all of them, but I would love to know your aspect of your personal past, present, or future, and which one that you fear the most. For me, it probably would be future. Okay, why? And I would say with, so with future, it's like, I have to practice what I preach. So even like with what I was just mentioning with you about like coming back to the present, the presence where you can do these things. So for me now it's like, okay, in the past, let's say six months, I did all these things in the present. Now the future that I thought of is even more possible, right? Even though it may not happen, I've gone through that path. I know that X, Y, Z may happen, but now if it does, mm -hmm. the fact that I've put in more things into motion, you're like, okay, now it's even more realistic, right? And then something about the future for me that I like to remind myself is I, I don't know what the future is going to look like. I don't know who I'm going to be, what I'm going to think, what I'm going to, like, just you don't know because five years ago i didn't know what today would be what we would look like how we would feel what we would be talking about you know yeah. what i mean of course i have my core values i have my core that's in me but the world around that could change so much right so for me it's also this thing of like okay i need to be i try to be calculated enough to get an idea of what's what are the next best steps that i can do to get to that future be successful but then not getting lost in that and always coming back to the present. So for me, that's always been a thing is the future. It's just this thing that it's so unknown. And yeah. You can never chase the, f I mean, you can never catch up to the future, right? That's the, you can't, that's exactly. the reason why it's called the future. Exactly. That's kind of scary. No, but I think for, for me, it's also this exciting, exciting aspect of it. It's because like, you just don't know. Like, so let's say the past 20 years of the, past 20 years of life right the way that we were moving as a world wasn't really with intent of let's say good faith and love right okay so the energy and vibe of the world was just really more of there's a lot of war going on a lot of shit about money a lot of race for a better life oh, just so much crap but like look at how things have evolved as the world look at how technology has evolved look at how nature just the way we have conserved conserved nature even though we still have a lot of issues we're yeah. educating ourselves and we're snapping to it and things are happening in pockets right but that's still with majority of the world flowing on this kind of a negative vibe so for me now it's like fuck like imagine if the world could shift that and now everybody was not everybody, but let's just say the majority were working more with purpose of good intent in just whatever they were doing, mm -hmm. where would that even put us? I mean, I think you're describing a utopia that as a realist, it just won't happen. I was thinking about this the other day when I was words are powerful. Words so you are speak things into existence. If you say it won't happen, then it won't happen. But if you say it could happen, then it could happen. But if you say it will happen, then it will happen. I think it could happen. I'm glad I just I'll take think, that change. I just think 
there are just too many dumb people in the world for it to realize that happened. So, for example, when I was driving today, I was thinking about the vaccine and how people are a little fearful of taking the vaccine, which is okay. People should have questions about the unknown. Absolutely. However, when you're telling people that are scientists, well, when scientists are telling you the facts and you just completely disagree from, it's just so hard to to talk to those type of people. These are the same type of people that will still drive in the left lane while they're driving slow. So if we can't even fix... So that, that's also a dangerous thing, though. What's a dangerous so, thing? So, for example, like that topic. That's one topic in itself. And I think that's a dangerous thing in the sense of how the internet in America has set things up where it's like a this or that. So if somebody refuses to get vaccinated, it's almost like people put them automatically in this bucket or this hole or in this subgroup. When in reality, it's like, okay, if somebody refused to get vaccinated, do we understand why? I'm, I'm so, thinking more, a little higher than that. I think these are the personality where I just don't care about no, but, other people. Right, but, the, but, that, but that, the, the, exactly. But that's the thing is where you just generalize that small percent in another big group of people. So let's say the majority of, let's say, African-Americans that may, not majority, but whatever group of African-Americans that may not want to get vaccinated. Because Are you saying black or African-American? I'm sorry. African-Americans. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. sorry. So let's say the majority of African-Americans that refuse to get or don't want to get vaccinated because for them, when they look at history and they look at how the government or the system has screwed them over because okay. of facts in history where medicine was said to be good for them, it turned out not to be, they ended up suffering for it, it and it came out as legit. So now for them, they're like, why should we believe them when they're trying to do the same thing again to us? So they are more hesitant. That's fair. So for them, they're like, you know, we're just fearful for us because look at our past. Look at what's happened to yeah. us. We're and I don't want to be addicted to something else that you're selling me. Right. So, yeah, there's but, a lot. Of, right. Lot. But not even so not even talking about like cigarettes or nicotine, talking about like talking about medicine, what they've done yeah. in history to military officials. Right. So now when you're looking at that. And for them, they don't want to get vaccinated. But now they're being put in this subgroup of people that are not educated or da-da-da-da or just don't care. It's like, no, 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 we do care. But the big society says, no, you don't. And that's a dangerous thing about how the system is set up right now with this. It's this or that, right? It's Republican or Democrat. Mm -hmm. If you fit in this or you fit in that. And that's a big problem. You don't – for me and you to talk, we don't have to agree on everything. Right. Right? If I – if. I love and care for somebody that shouldn't change based on s certain types of opinions that they may have. If anything, that should allow me to conversate with them more and understand them more. Mm -hmm. And now if that changes and I'm like, okay, there is something specific that I may not like about that person, then that kind of changes it a lot. But I feel like right now with the democratic and Republican thing, mm -hmm. it just sets things up so much that it's like, you're this or you're that. And once you're this or you're that, I don't want to hear anything else you have to say. And that's dangerous because yeah. if there's, I should never have to speak with you to convince you that I'm right. Mm -hmm. That's that, that's no Wait, like, repeat, repeat that one more time. I should never speak with the intent to convince somebody that I am right okay. about something. Okay. That's why right? I said, yep. Because I can always be wrong. That person can always be wrong. So instead it's discussions, it's points of view, it's experience, it's understanding, not no, 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 no. It's be this because of the emotion gets evolved. Ego gets involved. Right. And those are things that we don't want to mix in there. And I think that's what ends up happening in a lot of situations. People just want to be right. I want to be right. No, you mm -hmm. don't have to be right. Just be heard and hear that other person and understand them. And I think that's an aspect that we need more of. Yeah, I, I think the open-mindedness is, is is something that's lacking. And that's 
exactly what I'm talking about when you just have that I just don't care about what other people think or mentality. I just care about myself or I think I'm right. It's the it's the selfishness that is is instilled and it's hard to to teach regardless if you have facts. Right. They just don't care. Exactly. And so that is that's the fundamental problem about this whole vaccination thing is that we still have a lot of people that just do not care. We used to be a country that does care about our neighbors. But at this point, again, going back to my highway analogy, when you just don't have when you have people that either one are uneducated about just simple highway rules where the left side is the fast side and the right side is the slow side, Mm -hmm. or they're just driving on the left and they just go, I'm comfortable. I'm just going to drive here. You just got to go around me. Like that is the the thing that like irks me. And that just, I, well, one, I, I obviously I can't understand. So like, I'm just assuming of that person, but if you do get it, if you don't get it and it's just ignorance, God bless, like whatever, that doesn't matter to me. But if you get it and you're intentionally doing something that, just to irk people or yeah. just make them mad like that. I just don't That's ever different. understand. And I think just to correct something you had said, I think, I think people do care. They care a lot. They care a lot about being right. They care about being right. Specific things. Exactly. About sure. being right. And they, but then that's the thing. They don't care about being understood. Or I don't understand. I don't think they care about being right. I th- well, that's what I mean. That's what I meant by saying people are so firm with their egos, right? They want to be right. They want to spill the facts. Well, let me show you the facts. Okay, where are your facts from? This one source? Okay, did you look at other sources? Did you look at sources that have a different point of view to see what points they're bringing? Sure. So instead of caring about being right, we should care about understanding. We should care about seeing that other person's perspective and point of view. Because there could be somebody that's refusing to get vaccinated because they just want to be right. They didn't even do the research as to what history happened, what was the past, what was blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. They're just jumping on a bandwagon that bandwagon that they want to be right on, right? So they just, whatever, whatever topic it may be, they just want to be right, but they don't know the facts, they don't do the research. And then the exact same thing on the opposite end, somebody that is vaccinated. They don't know the research. They didn't look into anything. They don't know what fears these people have. They just want to be right. I was told by blah, 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 that people that aren't vaccinated don't care. You don't care. You're not wearing a mask. You don't care. You're not wearing... If you're not doing this, then it's this. That's I not think what, if you're not wearing a mask, you definitely do not care. But, but the, I'm just giving another example. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's just these things of like, open it up a little bit more to understanding. Maybe that person is not wearing a mask because they have a health issue. And that health issue is XYZ. So if they wear a mask, this is what happens to them. But they're vaccinated with two shots. They have a booster. Sure. And look in their bag. They have four packets of hand sanitizer. They don't touch anything until they sanitize it. But from across the room, you're like, look at that fucking asshole. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean so it's, it's this it's, thing it's of tough. like, we don't, we, we don't have that empathy outside for other people, you know? And I think also it's because I think a lot of Americans or a lot of people, we don't have it for ourselves. We don't have know? empathy for ourselves? We don't have, it's another, I know it's a different topic and a different thing altogether, but it's like, we're so quick to find what we don't like in other people, but it's things that we see in ourselves. I mean, it's easier. But we, the things that we see in ourselves, oh, that person's real messy. Yeah, have you seen your room? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that person always talks shit. What are you doing right now? Sure. You know what I mean? And it's just like, come on, like you reflect on what you're doing. Like when you point, how many fingers are pointing back? Yeah. So I think it's that idea of individually we're doing that. So now when we find something wrong in somebody, it makes us feel better when, we, when we're right. Yeah. Because we're pointing that out. So it pumps our chest and now we can go about our day until the next time we need a fix. Until the next hot topic. I just don't have time to argue with people anymore. You don't have to argue. Argue is trying to be right. Um, I don't think so. I think arguing is also 
sharing your beliefs and sharing the reasons why you think this way, factual or opinions. And I just don't want to to change anyone's mind. And that's what I'm, but that's, so for example, like let's say right now we're looking in the studio and this, this is green, right? And you're like, no, it's black. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's green. And you're like, no, it's black. So I could just be, this could be a discussion where I'm like, well, I think it's green. And you're like, yeah, I think it's black. All right, cool. Next topic, next topic. Yeah. And that's the flow of it. But the, our society. It's so different. It's, it's not like, green and like, black. It's not black this podcast. Let's look at this. Take a picture. Post it. Upload it. Like, it's like, yeah. why do you have to be right? What does that do for you? Like, it just pumps up your ego, you know? And it, uh, it drives people further apart when and you're talking about. Because I can just Google any stupid, ridiculous <laughs> thing in the world, and I'm going to be able to to find something, something that backs to me up. back it up, you know? And, and that's why real- I don't have time for. And I've realized it with people. When I, like, if I feel like somebody's trying to argue to be right, and the more that I, like, give in, the more they try and still fight. And I'm just like. You know what I do now? Mm. I just go, you're wrong. And it's just, I just don't say anything. <laughs> just give them that stare. Yeah, you're wrong. Why? Yeah. You're just wrong. Now and you're that's just it. And just guy. move on. Yeah, and I'm okay guy. being that guy because I just do. I just, one, I don't want to be on. I like how your hat says bad boy. <laughs> it, so I'm wearing a, a Gordon Brothers hat and it my. The, they have patches on their uh, trucker hats, and it kind of, the, there's a dog on there, and it kind of looks like Charmander, and it says bad boy. But, yeah, I just don't have time to to talk to people. Maybe, like, i rather focus my energy on other things that are more productive in my life. There are people out there that are social warriors that do have time for it. I oh, just yeah. don't want to go back and forth, especially with someone on the internet. If you want to have a conversation, bet. Let's do never, that. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I Like those comment wars on like Facebook and such, like everything yeah. has a space. And I think sometimes good comes out of that. But for, for sure. I've never had the energy or drive to like even in like something, go with the keyboard with it. Even something like as straightforward as sports, people still go like, all right, let's say basketball. People... You know, this a basketball player jukes left when they should have juked right, and then they just have all these facts. Like, forty percent chance he'll like you know be successful if he juked left, but then he chose to go. You know what I mean? Like, there's Definitely. just so many dumb statistics out there that we can't even agree on a good play. So it's it, it's just it's just you know what I so think it much. all is. What's that? Distractions. Distraction from from our minds and ourselves. Yeah, it's entertainment. It's yeah. definitely entertaining. VA, it be good or bad, it's still entertainment. And if that's all you have, bet. And I, I, because don't get me wrong, like for me, I also, I get the appeal and I love the appeal. Like I love watching movies. I love watching TV shows. I love all of that. And I think as people, we want our emotions. We want to feel things. We want to constantly be stimulated. So when we're watching things, we choose genres of what we're looking for, what emotions we want stimulated, and all these things. And that's beautiful. And I love it. And I think there's also times where we need to turn it off, where we need to figure out, like, okay, what can I find in myself that's not outside of myself? So if these TV, if the music is gone, if the books are gone, like, can I still find that pleasure in myself, within myself? You know? <laughs> giggity. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people find challenging. And that's why they want that noise, the distraction. I the see this, what you're saying. The that, the this. Because at the end of the day, it's like, are you, are you okay being in a quiet room by yourself? Yeah, like, are you the type of person that, needs to be told an emotion or a feeling or, or a can point you, of view. Yeah. Or can you think about yourself and, and, and come to the conclusion on your own without any of those quote unquote distractions like you're mentioning? Yeah. And I think it's okay 
to be the person that needs stimulation or needs that drive or needs that, right? I think as society, we're animals who are part of a herd. Mm -hmm. So some people, we need direction. We need that support, be it from family, be it from friends, be it from community. Like that helps us shift and move. And kind of rewinding it back to what we were talking about with the world, it's like, yeah, you're going to have those people that are off and do their own thing and just xyz is talking about positivity and what if the world was running on positivity for five years like let's say five years so it's like okay you will have those people but majority are going to want to be shifted and they'll move to that shift where the majority moves to mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then on the opposite end where you know you have those people that are sporadic doing the opposite on the other side of that spectrum you have people that are doing good in that other avenue and level balancing mm -hmm. that out because we always have that balance you know but it's the middle that's the majority that's the majority that needs to be shifted you know because when you look at let's just say genocides for example like hitler didn't kill that many people but he motivated other people to do it right mm -hmm. so it's like imagine that power now so now if we switch that to positivity now you have a large majority of people that's being driven and motivated by this one person but now instead it's good what could they accomplish in a five-year span and then look at our world and what we have done in a five-year span right. you know what i mean and of course you'll have those off people and xyz but that's that's a given we can learn from our past we can see what's going on we can learn from experience be better better prepared in the present and take that forward right. as opposed to trying to repeat what we've been doing for the past decades that's clearly failing you know um and that's just looking at a new year and looking at a new point of view it's definitely going to be a lot um, I look forward to continuing having more deeper d discussions. I hate to end it on Hitler, though. Can we end it on something better than Hitler? So. Anything better than than Adolf, which is a name that no one can ever use anymore. That sucks. I know, though. That's like, true. Tell me more. Explain more. You're, you ruined the name for generations because there, there was a, a famous Adolf. I forgot his last name, but he was a basketball coach. I think for Duke or UNC, one of the powerhouses, his name was his first name was Adolf, and like it just ruined that name. I feel like that was a a popular name, but now you can't have it anymore. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think um, to end that on a more positive note. Okay, we can switch if it's not positive. But so, Desmond Tutu. Have you ever heard of the gentleman? No. So Desmond Tutu. Um, he is a phenomenal individual that has done so much for so many nations in, in Africa. Uh, like, let's say specifically South Africa during the apartheid, working with Nelson Mandela and just bringing the country back into a better world. Um, he did pass a few days ago, but I think he is somebody that, to, speaking of somebody in the past, to end it on a positive note, is somebody that was a positive light that helped inspire so much in people. Um, and it's kind of realizing what one small person can do in a positive way. And please research this individual. It's Peace. Desmond T-U-T-U, Tutu. Okay. Um, he's just somebody, yeah, like it's just great as far as what he has done for society and the world. Um, and uh, what has he done for you specifically to, to shout him out? Shout out. Shout out. Him um, in this podcast. So, for, like, for example, like, so when I think of him, I, I've, I love and adore Nelson Mandela and I've done a lot of research with him. So I connect with Desmond Tutu by the journeys with Nelson Mandela and how he's helped him. Um, so like, let's say when Nelson Mandela came out of prison, um, he had housed um, Nelson Mandela for a little while. And 
one, I, I like to think of things like, man, I wonder what they talked about. Like, what stories did they share, right? Mm -hmm. But then also realizing how this individual, how people connect. Just small little things you can do for people can catapult you so much in life. And that's what he did for Nelson Mandela in his own ways of helping him. And then look at what Nelson Mandela did for the whole nation. So it's like you never know who you're helping. You never know who you're connecting with, right? So as long as you're working with positive intent, that's a blessing. Like, why not do that all the time? Because you never know what that's going to outplay. Uh, you don't have to be Nelson Mandela. You can influence the next Nelson Mandela or someone that is also famous, too, as long as you continue that positivity. Is that what you're saying? Definitely. And like one of his quotes, too, is like hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Without forgiveness, there is no future. And it's like that's what let's say South Africa was I looking at, you know, when it came to their past. It's like, OK, crazy things happen. Let's learn from it. Let's forgive Let's grow from it. And that was a different perspective from a lot of other African countries. Like, let's say with Zimbabwe, where I'm from, at one point, the president decided to remove all the white farmers from the land. So that's such a different take on both countries were colonized by the similar people. And this is how you're reacting to it. Mm -hmm. And then looking at just what that does to the countries, to the people, to the economy and over time, you know, um, whereas, like I said, with Desmond Tutu, it's without forgiveness, there's no future. So it's like we have to forgive and let go of the past. We have to learn from it. We can't be stuck in it. We have to grow from it, be present. And that's where you can catapult and fly into the future. And find whatever light it is in this darkness of the last two years, of whatever 22, 2022 has. There's a lot going on, but you can certainly find some good from it. And that's going to keep you going until 2023. Until a new variant comes. No, I'm, I'm joking. But I, I truly think there is going to be a lot of positivity with everything that's going on. It's going to be for the better. I know, I think it was Dave Chappelle that said, like, you know, we had a, a bad president. She was talking about George W. Bush, who had, like, the highest ranking or the highest approval rating and also the lowest. And that came from, that. after that came Obama. Which he had his up and down too, and then we had Trump, and then we had Biden, and then like it it can it can get better. It will get better. It will get better because a lot of change happens when you're kind of up against the wall, and I think that's where we're at now. So I think it's a good place to to end. Is Definitely, to I want to also end it on an on another quote from Desmond Tutu, but we'll do our sign off. Let's do it. No, no, close the quote. Let's do the quote. Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. Desmond Tutu. And with that being said, my name is Tiet Tran. This is Takuzo Douglas Taranika. Thank you so much for listening to the No Guard Up podcast. We'll see you on our next episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Peace.